The views and opinions expressed by the producers, hosts, and guests of Flash Black Radio do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Flash Black or its parent company. Listener discretion is advised. Um, it is Sunday, October 29th. It is late in the evening, so hold on because it's probably going to be a ride with <laughs> not a lot of coherence to it. Hey, friends. This is shit you might have missed. I am K Savage. I am looking at T Rich. Da Vinci Parks, aka Lee Bennett III. Great intro. And this is Flashback is- Radio. More shit you might have oh, missed. Wait. See, and you took my whole shit. I, I didn't and know. Like, okay. You're going to keep this in. You're going to keep this in. Damn right. That, that's what she said. Right. This is shit you might have missed on Flashback Radio with the usual suspects. And then there's something else that somebody is supposed to say because I don't ever remember that part. Yeah, well, uh, Bobby, <laughs> aka Slim, mm, is not with us today because, uh, well, he's just not with Hal us today. Heather is always absent. That's why. <laughs> uh, he, he's here in spirit. Uh, but uh, shout out to Bobby. Also, shout out to the usual suspects because today is is going to serve as the anniversary. Of uh, when we started doing this podcast. Bah, 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 bah! Book, book, book! We a year More old fire. and I ain't got no smash cake. I'm just saying. Uh, smash cake? I, f- I feel like I need to have one. Uh, like, like, what is Do a smash tell. cake? I'm mad you gave us like that that face, like motherfucker. Like, like, what is a smash y'all cake? I don't know what smash cakes are. Clearly, y'all don't have any sufficiently. You know what I'm saying? Hood ass friends because the smash cake is the cake that you buy the baby on their first birthday to just play in. I thought it was something completely some different. I've heard it. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, oh, you, oh, you like have uh, sex in the cake? Yeah, you get a cake like because, for, you, because well, we've been doing it for a year. Just get, get a some cake. cake. Yeah, yeah. And then you oh get some cake. God. Yeah. My mind is not always in the gutter. Well, <laughs> although I do understand how smash cake could be a totally sexual smashing thing. is fucking. Yeah. Like if I say to somebody like, yo, you know we smashing later, they don't think we getting cake and like yeah. <clears throat> they think we like, oh, you we want that smash cake? Cause I've, get that I've, business. I've heard of pound cake before. Yes. Pound cake is yeah. So I'm like like smash cake. I just thought this was just like a thing. I mean, we could sexualize pound cake too. Well, there's some cupcakes. Pound cake has been sexualized. That's my whole point. I've heard pound cake used as a euphemism. Mm-hmm. I've never heard that. Have you? Yes. Oh, can we give her the look back that she gave us earlier? That's fine. That's we can't. <laughs> we, we really can't give you look. Your, your looks are very like unique. I can't. I can't, I can't emulate it. Uh, you know, just imagine your look coming back at you. And there my you eyebrows—they do a thing. How many? Yeah, they do. <laughs> so, um, a couple of things. I, I I think you introduced it quite uh, uh, appropriately. I don't know where this is gonna go, uh, but I will say. That another senator is rumored on the Republican side of the House to be uh, stepping down from his office. Longest serving senator currently is Orrin Hatch, and he's rumored to be, uh, according to sources, uh, he's rumored to be thinking about uh, retiring from the Senate. And also Mittens, Mitt Romney, is considering running in his in his stead in Utah. So. You know, just I need Mitt Romney to run for motherfucking president. I mean, because because it went so well the first two times. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I feel like he might be able to win. It's I, like I feel like Trump signed him. Too. It's like insanity versus like, all right, nuclear war might be a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit ain't okay. I feel, I feel like Trump signed him. So, like he brought him to so, that dinner. So, so let me just. <laughs> Let, let, let me just roll into, you know what I'm saying, my first issue. So, 
I've been listening to uh, Malcolm Gladwell's uh, podcast, Revisionist History. And I don't know if it's season one or season two because they're short and I marathoned it. But um, he has a podcast on there about golf. And one of the things um, that he talks about is that there was a researcher who actually took the time to do the math. And apparently um, most golf players will really good golf players, especially rich people, people like the country club set. Apparently they log in their golf scores on like some little PGA website or maybe not PGA, but they log in their scores onto a website where you can see, you know, how all of these people um, who play golf, what their handicap is, what their stroke is, blah, blah, blah. So one of the things that he did was he looked to see, you know what I'm saying? How, how much time you spend playing golf as a CEO correlated with how well your company did or did not do. And what he discovered was those who played the most golf their companies did as badly in proportion to how often they play golf, which was not at all reflective in their salaries. And so what I'm going to say is that president of 45 is at uh, his golf club in Virginia for the fourth week in a row. Um, So he has spent all of October uh, playing golf on the weekends. And um, I'm going to say that his performance is, you know, proportional directly to failures to how much time he spends playing golf. So there's that. It's approval rating is like 38%. And, 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 just because he got the highest score, you know what I'm saying, on the website right now out of all the congressmen and senators doesn't mean that them niggas get to step up and act like they got a job to do all of a sudden because they resigning. They resigning because they, quote unquote, can't keep their integrity if they have to run against a Trump candidate. Bullshit. You don't have any fucking integrity because you made it possible for him to be the president. So fuck all them niggas. My fault. That's all good. Fuck all them crackers. (laughs) Fuck all them crackers. Oh, that's where you were correcting yourself. Okay. Fuck them all. All right. Fuck them all. All right. They're white tears. I hope they drown in them. Okay. Because, like, don't nobody care. The the country is going to shit. And, and, because America is dumb, we're going to get eight years of this. People, we're going to get eight years of this. Don't think this is a four-year ride. Buckle down. And I Mm. loved... I'm being sarcastic, of course. I loved how um, this morning I happened to be watching uh, Meet the Press just because my television was on that channel. And (laughs) Marco Rubio. Waterboy. He was like, you know, we really just, you know, we all have a job to do. And Trump is the president. And we really just have to work with him. So, you know, everyone should just get in line. That's so not what they said when Barack Obama was in office. That is why... I hope he drowned in his wannabe white tears. Had to... And I don't remember exactly what the the quote was that Ted Cruz said. Something along the lines of like, just shut up and do your job. But I'm like, as I screamed at the television, like saying this is why I had to like take a break after I started having literal dreams about Trump. I was like, this is some bullshit. Like, nobody said this. Like... For eight years, you guys were like, we're not going to do shit because- And literally said it. We don't want to work with this nigga. Mm-hmm. And now all Might of a sudden, you know they said it. Well, not publicly, but yeah. Can either confirm or divide. No, no, I have never we can confirm that they said that. Uh, we can't. <laughs> I, I feel that they probably have. I can confirm yeah. they said that in dog whistle language when they got up there- the day after inauguration and said, we're going to make him a one-term president. We are the party of no. Not, it needs to make sense. Not, it should align with our policies. Not, it's a compromise we can live with. Just no. Fuck that. And you know what that means? That means no. Nigga. No, we not fucking with this nigga at all. Yes, we are white men mad about this shit. Mr. Nigga. Nigga, nigga. Alright, so, um, also, the thought there uh, with regard to Orrin Hatch specifically, and um, they also said that the same thing about uh, Flake, who uh, we talked about before. Who decided to, like, throw a bomb into everything as he announced his retirement. Yeah. Um, they also pointed out that both of these individuals, and I don't know about Corker's situation, but specifically Hatch and, and Flake, they were saying they would have difficult um, primaries uh, to get back to um 
you know, they're getting their seat back or maintaining their seat. Uh, supposedly, there are a lot of people within the state of Utah who are ready for Orrin Hatch to retire. And I thought that nigga was dead. No, nah, no. Nah. He's he still he's, alive. He's, he's still alive. Um, you know, it's just the way it works. Which really way are they going? They have really you know, good Utah healthcare. is Mormon country, so which way are they going? Mm-hmm. Can't call it. <laughs> Well, but from what I understand, Orrin Hatch has made uh, quite a bit of money in terms of uh, pharmaceutical companies, in terms of like, you know, backing or not backing certain things that would get into the market and and seeing that things are played out in a favorable way. And he can make money off of that. So um, maybe things will get better with the FDA, but probably not. Uh, so, yeah, there's that also. Uh, so, Speaking else? of white tears, um, there was a very interesting article about Chrisette Michelle being the first black woman to cry white tears. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny as shit because it was rude. Dude, and she very... crying them so hard and she another one, boo. You know what I'm saying? She acts like she don't joints. understand. She's like... She don't. She, she has very little understanding of like, Okay, I got dropped from my label. I mean, I'm not gonna, I mean, the, the miscarriage is a horrible thing. So I'm not going to speak on that and, you know, I feel for her on that level. Um, but to be like, you know, y'all took me down and, you know, I was really just trying to be a bridge and I don't understand why my, my record label dropped me and social media drugged me. Like, did the record label release a, a reason or statement? After after releasing her, I don't know. Um, did they need to? Because let's 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 talk about um what's what's. I mean, who was really checking for her? From Mary Mary. Uh, (laughs) Right, I don't know her name, but Tina Campbell. Yeah, we don't need Tina Campbell. We don't need Chrisette Michelle label to release a statement because Tina Campbell label already released it when they said they dropped her tour because motherfuckers wasn't buying tickets. Mm -hmm. The reality is they not going to do no work on that Chrisette Michelle album because ain't nobody stepping out there to buy it at all. Period. And and she sealed her fate when she decided to go sing at that inauguration. And to say this bullshit about like, oh, I'm trying to be a bridge. Like she was going back and forth with Roland Martin because Roland Martin was like, hey, sis, what you should have done was you should have checked with somebody once you decided like, oh, I'm going to sing Jennifer Holliday said she was going to sing, and then she took the temperature of the room and was like, oh, my bad. This is a horrible idea. I'm not going to do this. But you decided to go forward. So you can't sit here and say like, oh, I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what happened. Why ain't people checking for me? Like you decided to sing at like the segregationist inauguration, and we supposed to feel bad for you now? Girl, bye. Yeah. Bye. It's, it's it's interesting though, and like I'm not saying that you know repercussions aren't proportionate with uh you know how people feeling about the situation, but it's interesting though that things so quickly impact the Crescent Michelle, but the, but there's been really no blowback in terms of like you know all the things that uh, 45 has said to date. There's there's been nothing that's really uh, deterred. His supporters. In fact, it's, it's well, made them double down. His supporters are horrible people. They don't understand they're horrible people, which makes it even worse. Like you know, it's just, it's really that bad. Like you know, like they don't understand that they're they're so on the wrong side of things. No. And like the thing, I, huh? I was gonna say I don't understand why she didn't understand that her her fan base were not Trump voters. Well, not I don't at all. And especially like, since people were like, hey, girl, I think she don't do this. It's a bad idea. But you ain't even get like a substantial enough check. Because now you're not getting any checks. You're right. But you I think what? she wasn't looking at it that far. I but think you she's have just to. looking at it as, I, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying sometimes people just see, I'm, I get to put this on a re- I sing for the president of the United States. I'm getting a check for that, blah, blah, blah. Maybe I could utilize that and, like, you know, use that, like, yo, this is the money I got for doing this particular gig. I'm just throwing out, like, rationales in terms of how people might look at it from a performance aspect. I don't even think she thought she was going to get a check. I think she thought she was going to be like the dude who hugged the Nazi. I think she thought she was going to get a pat on the back, you know what I'm saying, for being all we should 
love and overcome with love and you know what I'm saying? Love overcomes hate. I think she thought that she was going to ride that wave. I yes, think she, she thought that she was going to use that to expand her fan base. So it wasn't about the check immediately that she was getting. She thought she was going to ride some kind of fame wave into the mainstream. Because the reality is Chrisette Michelle is not a mainstream artist. Nope. The no. reality is some white people don't even know who the fuck she was. And now the so black folks don't even care on, who she was. She, she literally bet on the wrong horse. But the craziest thing ever is I don't even know who told her that was a good bet. When literally everyone was saying like, girl, this is a bad idea. It's like Ron Burgundy in the Anchorman. So the question Milk is. Milk was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is, do you think that it's possible at some point she'll be able to recover? Because a lot of times, you know, there, no. there, there are certain people that, that, you know, when they, when they run afoul of the black community. You see Stacey Dash coming back? Well, I mean, she, like, she's, she's doubled and tripled down on her crazy. She's, I think she's legit crazy. And I'm not saying that Michelle, Michelle. I think she's a little off too. I do. She, she doubled down with that Instagram post. And she I ain't nobody down doubled down like Stacey Dash except for maybe Omarosa. Dude, Chrisette Michelle said we killed her baby because we criticized mm-hmm. her for doing some fuck shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't see an Instagram post. That that's a little. That's a, little, that's a lot. Yeah, that's but a also, lot. like, I mean, to say, like, can she come back from this? Like, like you aligned yourself with a vile creature that I can't even confirm as a human being. Matter of fact, let me let me pull up this post because I mean, it's just and like aside from all of the things that he was saying or implying during his his race. Well, he said a lot of things. He didn't even apply certain things. He said the a lot things of things, The things that too. his base was saying. Yeah. And I don't think anybody of rational and sound mind in the black community ever had any any thought process that Donald Trump was going to be good for people of color. Yeah. I mean, so they're, for they're, you they're, to decide, like, oh, this is my chance to sing for the president. Like, not nah, girl, you better go sing for, like, the president of, of a, uh, something smaller, yeah. something else. Like, not this nigga. Yeah. And people forget a lot of things, but uh, you sung. Oh, I can't find it soon enough. But like it's this long rant, and and (laughs) it's it's like the reason why they're saying she. See, I I really feel like I have to pull it up because like you have to. It's not just what she she. It's it's not that she got dropped from her label it's like i got dropped from my label and black america owes me an apology because y'all did this to me she i mean said, just the- if social media wanted to pull me down i guess they succeeded as it pertains to capital and caroline records i completed an entire label and my album decides to walk away from me capital records i was quiet for a few days i go into the studio and literally poured out my heart and soul and the label decides to walk away from me it's one thing to be a strong black woman mm. It's another thing to be a strong black woman who has to fight against the worst odds. I went from being someone who was revered and loved to facing putting out an album in the worst climate of my musical career. No victims here. Didn't you just cry? I get it, but. I get it, but absolutely human here. How hard can you try to break someone? How hard can you try to ruin someone? How much hate do you need to spew to show me you want to see my demise? I won't stop. Hashtag strong black woman. Oh, no, see, there's another one that follows it up, and it's, like, something about, like, her babies and... You don't have like, to be a celebrity to fail, to fight, to struggle. Pain is universal. I went into the gym and trained like a bodybuilder to try and push past the pain I was feeling. I'd run uphill and lift weights heavier than strong men. I'd cry my way through workouts. My trainer would cheer me up. God bless him. I pushed so hard and ate so much protein, I scarfed away my hurt. My old habits of binge heat... Binge eating disorder began to show themselves. Drinking maybe nothing but water for a day after a day of heavy intake. My trainer would, eh, this is real long, but she had a miscarriage. Something, something, something. There was also a part where she was like having suicidal thoughts, so much she was laying in the bed naked next to a bottle of Bacardi and Surrounded Xanax. Surrounded by Bacardi and Xanax, right. When you wear pajamas morning and night, when you don't pick up the phone for weeks or months, when you're afraid to look at social media. I know I've sown positive seeds. I know I've lifted people. I know I've been a part of community activations and black empowerment. 
When a community sticks its middle finger up at you and completely forgets everything you've ever done, you're worthless. You just spent 10 years kicking your own ass to be there for everyone and suddenly no one is there for you. I don't need to be here. When you've, yeah, she drank some more and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to like It goes it, on and on and on goes. like that. But there's this really dramatic sentence at the end where it's like her baby joins, you know, her miscarried baby joins the millions of genocided babies. I'm paraphrasing here, but like it gets out of control. Right? <laughs> you found it? Is that what is <laughs> yes. what is it, bitch? Is that see, oh, wait see, a minute? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. See, see, it sounded reasonable, but whiny until you got to what I'm talking about. <laughs> did you did you see the second part of the Instagram? Yes, that's what I'm talking about when she said we kill her baby. I'm talking about this. Sh- What is that? Uh, <laughs> what is that? I don't know. I'm like, is that your is that your miscarriage on the paper towel? Is that your miscarriage on the bounty? I don't I don't I don't know what that is. Uh but this is on the I had a miscarriage post, so um so But but it's just it's too much. Oh, okay, so I do not I can't even begin to comprehend the kind of pain that somebody goes through when they have a miscarriage, especially when she talks about how her and her partner try really hard to actually get pregnant. I am not knocking her pain at all, but you do not get to say that we killed your baby because of the stress you endured because you did something that no self-respecting, I love my blackness black person would have done. Or love humanity. You you have to, and, and this whole, and all her posts, while she talks about, oh, I'm not going to play the victim. Ho, you playing the victim. And like, I just can't buy that at all. What I would totally get would be if she came out and was like, yo, I did some real fuck ass shit. I fucked up. And this shit has been seriously stressful. And it has been so stressful that I had a miscarriage. If she, she could have said the same facts in a different tone and mm-hmm. people would actually have been sympathetic. She actually could have possibly turned her career around. But the reason why I said what I said earlier about her doubling down is that that post right there is a double down because her post right there says that black people being upset that we think that she did some traitorous ass fuck shit that gets you uninvited from the cookout Every cookout are responsible forward. for the consequences of that fuck shit. No, we not. And the reality is social media is some shit. I do not actually want to be for real, for real famous because I can't handle that shit. You know what I'm saying? Or the other reality is if I was actually for real, for real famous, like if I was Chrisette Michelle, I wouldn't even go on social media. I got a manager. If I, if, if somebody needs me to tweet, bitch, do that for me. Like that's what I pay somebody to do. But I'm not doing none of Facebook, none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like none of that. So you don't get to do some shit where you are actually committing treason against your own people. And then be mad when they call you out for that shit. Mm-mm. I will say that um, what you said, I, I agree with what you said. Uh, <laughs> I probably would have chosen the exact words you chose uh, you chose to use, but I get the sentiment and I understand where you're going with it. I don't disagree. I feel like there's a great deal of self-accountability that's missing from what I'm gathering from what's been presented to me between the Instagram post and what's been recounted. Um, honestly, I've not been on the Corsette Michelle thing um, since she, you know, did what she did. Um, the even only reason then, I even I, know this exists is because, again, when I saw that title that Corsette Michelle is the first black woman to cry white tears, I was like, "This is you know, she can't hilarious. be the first, but yeah, she's she's definitely she's she's definitely uh, not not in, in in good company. I'll say that, but. What I, what I will say, and I'm not defending her, but what I what I do believe uh, is that play here in, in part is one, in what little I know about Chrisette Michelle, she is, um, from what I can ascertain, I believe she's very much a quote unquote artist in the sense that she's very just receptive to energy, um, and she's very sensitive to that. And when you cannot see your own hand in the mistakes or the 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 re- the reaction to the mistakes you've made, um, I believe that 
intensifies, you know, what's going on for her right now. So I don't think she's actually grown enough or has enough perspective to see her own mistakes. What you were saying, Christy, basically, like I did something that was like ill-advised. She has no insight. Right. And, and like when you don't see that you've done something like, like a mistake, I know people personally that, you know, you have conversations with them and you can tell them like, yo, six ways from Sunday. Yo, don't do this. This is a bad idea. No, and they'll dog, still do this. it. And then they're mad at the world because it blew up in their face. And like, like, there's nothing you can really say other than like, you know, you can just try to be sympathetic to a degree. But at the same time, it's just like, it, that is what it is. Told you not to do that, Wait, don't wait, you? here it is right here. This experience of a broken nation showed itself in my own physical body. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, nation's been going through stuff before you got pregnant. And I don't want to sound like rude because again, uh, like I, I really, a- I, I don't, I, I, I do take a little bit of umbrage of her trying to conflate that, like, 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 like this whole situation just happened. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and it just happened to her. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. So again, my heart goes out to her in terms of miscarriage. You know what I mean? Uh, that's not anything to take lightly. I have a, a, a number of friends who have gone through that or whatever. I know it's not something that, uh, yeah, it's it's not a it's not a good situation. So I'm praying for her on that one. But um. Yeah, it's, but still, it's unfortunate. fuck you, Chrisette Michelle, and okay. fuck Tina Campbell. <laughs> fuck you both. <laughs> you singing and she praying for the president. Yeah, but I would I would say like with the Chrisette Michelle thing, I think like Omarosa's definitely uh, up there in terms of. She's about uh, to cross some white tears too. Omar- Omarosa, I think Stacey Dash. You mentioned her. I think Stacey Dash is definitely up there. Uh, Stacey Dash. She's is, been crying white tears because she always talking about how black people mean to her. Fuck well, she, you, she's very interesting because I black heard her get on the Karen Hunter show and Karen Hunter fried her. Like most of the times I've seen Karen Hunter like in the scene, I've heard Karen Hunter interview people, um, and she's very like cordial and you know she she might challenge them, which not all people do when they interview you uh, or she doesn't agree with you. But she was just straight up just like you know from the gate she was giving Stacey Dash the business. And Stacey Dash went on the whole thing like I'm not black, and she's like, yeah, I'm like Bayesian and some other things. Like you know, she went into all these different things, and then she got into the whole thing about Barack Obama didn't do enough for black people. I'm like motherfucker, like wait a minute, just what five is, seconds ago, what does being Bayesian black? have to do with not being black? Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't think people understand how genetics work. I, th- I really think that's part of it. Like people you know, from Barbados are black. I think it can be the same thing with uh, in she's terms. She's just saying of, that because she thinks people don't know what Bayesian means. I mean. Perhaps, but I mean, I think people like is the same thing with um, maybe not as extreme because um, I did go back and listen to the the um, Waka Flocka thing. So um, he 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 made an interesting interesting statement that is like like son like like it was one of those things, but at the same time he was at the same time saying I'm indigenous, but I'm not like that indigenous. So he's saying like yo, get my my. My my information. I just I just thought like the way he was conveying it was just like real troublesome. Mm-hmm. We are uh, an invasive species, okay. <laughs> the only people indigenous to this motherfucking country are are, are, are called indigenous peoples. Like yeah, that's no, why they call it indigenous people. your ancestors came over here on ships. Some of them voluntarily, some of them not so much so. But nigga, like he tried. He he was like, we he said I'm from a tribe, and I'm like. Oh, well, you know, we got tribes everywhere. Like, you can yeah, be from a tribe. But I think he was Australia, trying to say he had Native Native American. He's saying he, he was like Native American, and that's what he was trying to say. I, I, you know, I can't challenge if if he knows his, his if he's done his 23andMe or his, like, you I know, know his phenotype now. is nigga. Okay. So, like, <laughs> hey, man, I've, I've seen, hey, man, <laughs> we, we, we know people who are, who have Native American, <laughs> like, you know, that look black but aren't. You know what I'm saying? They're Native American. So, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna sit there and contest that. I the 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 tone in which he said it or whatever, I got it, but I didn't agree with it. I understood what he was saying. It wasn't what Stacey Dash was saying. Uh but um yeah, I mean even still, like um like yeah, like either way we in there because like, you know, everything originated from the source and we know the source was. So don't don't really matter. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Uh yeah. Transitioning away. Just talking about Omarosa upsets me greatly. That's how I felt when I was watching Meet the Press this morning. Mm. Mm. Just screaming at the TV. Didn't that used to be a good show me. at one point? It did. What happened? I don't know. Is, um, is, uh, what's, the, the dude, what's the dude who hosts it now? Chuck. Is it Chuck Todd? Chuck Todd. 
But the guy that hosts hosted it before, whose name I cannot recall right now. Once he died, I was like, oh. We're oh, you talking about? Uh, uh, yeah, I I wish uh, Russert. Yes. Yeah. Once Tim Russert passed away, like Tim Russert passed away at a. At a it's terrible that he passed I immediately away. Immediately stop watching. Immediately. It's terrible that he passed away because I really <laughs> liked what he did. Like he literally made politics easier to understand. Like for people who are kind of like you know not in the know. Like the whole red state blue state thing was Tim Russert. You know what I'm saying? So I really like think him dying around the time of Barack Obama getting into the presidency the first time around. It's unfortunate because he'd have called bullshit on so much stuff that's happened since then that you okay. just. Yeah, it's just like you just would not have been able to get away with a lot of stuff. Like the fake news thing? I think I watched Chuck Todd like a half a time, and I was like, you know what? He's so, he gets on my nerves. Mm-hmm. I just want to punch him in the face. Mm-hmm. Like he might I, like that shit. Right in the throat. Uh, he, might. he might not like the throat, but he, he might like you punch in the face. Then, though. You know, okay, fine, but. I don't know. He seems like he has some weird predilections. I'm just saying. Speaking of weird predilections, I'm sorry. Like th- I, this is kind of trashy that I'm doing this, but it was just hilarious, and I just saw it. So did y'all see? <laughs> did y'all see the whole thing where like uh like supposedly, and I'm saying supposedly because like this could be a complete like just BS or whatever. But uh, DJ Envy on the on the Breakfast Club uh, <laughs> was talking about basically the, uh, there's some text messages that went out about Envy uh, liking to uh, uh get pegged. Yeah, yeah. There we go. That, that's the way I put it. Well, he likes the what? Well, that's the term. Get pegged. I, I never knew that. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, what, that's not what's funny. What was funny is Charlemagne's reaction. Charlemagne's an asshole. You know what? He's a consistent asshole. He is. <laughs> he, was, he was totally freaked the fuck out. He thought it was some gay shit. Now, it wasn't that he freaked them out. Was, it, nah, it was just reacting because like, you would think that because Envy is his man, he would kind of try to like, yeah, nah, son. <laughs> Did you really just say that? Hey, I, I man, I would think if we worked together for long enough, there would be some coworker like you know. If we're we we've, we've done this show for a year, if like this, that were a similar situation, I don't know why he chose to like talk about. The, I guess he's trying to get ahead of it. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know the rationale for why he would have done that on the show and given it airtime. But like, if we were on this show, or whatever, and some like salacious shit had come out about me or Slim. I would hope that y'all be like, yo, that's that's kind of crazy, blah, 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 blah. At least like some plausible deniability of like, yeah, I don't believe that's in your character, so forth or so on or whatever. Charlamagne's like, whoa. <laughs> like, yo, son, like, yo, why why do you like 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 why do you like uh GMO penis over real penis? Like he just completely went in. I was like, wow. Because he don't like men. Ass. Huh? He just like his prostate stimulated. Look, y'all, but he don't like y'all. Yeah, yeah like, well, if it's a nine and a half, and that's more than stimulation right there. For what was said from the text message, I would. I, would. I got some big ass. Look, I got me a nice big piece of glass, and I love it. <laughs> I, man, look, better get into some anal play. Uh, I'm good. I mean, you know, yeah, so like I, I you, really am. I'm, I'm, have I'm you ever good. tried it? No. Then you don't know if you could. I'm 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 good. <laughs> like no, don't I don't want to try. No, okay. you. Well, okay, fine. You can say I'm not interested in exploring. I'm not. Um, I'm not. And that's fine. Thank you. I appreciate that. But feels amazing. You know, we can't knock people who do. Nope. I'm not knocking people who do. It's not my ass. So like, what they do with their ass is really of no consequence to me. You know. It's the air. <laughs> Oh, no, I feel you. I feel you. I just think that, you know, everybody isn't like that, which is what Charlemagne probably showed us. No, well, I thought, but ask- no, the, the reason why I brought this up, though, Christy, you know, this is going to just tie into some of the conversation we had not too long ago. Actually, you and Takiya were having. Um, it was not that long ago when uh, Envy was having a conversation about transgender and he brought up, what's the transgender? Janet Mock. I guess, yeah, that sounds the familiar. The was on the show. Yeah, yeah. And said, like, you know, so they're, they're having a conversation about, oh, well, what about Janet Mock? And he's like, you just seem like really like, and to me, it's just like, as it read to me, it's like, why would you I pull that person's name out of thin air unless that thought maybe came to you? Like, where did that come from? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're saying like, oh, because wasn't that the, wasn't I, that? Yeah, I thought he just, I mean, aside from just being uh, an asshole. I thought he just mentioned her name because one, um, she's very well known. She's a very well known trans person, and she had just oh, been okay. on the show 
like a couple days before. Okay. That's not, I mean, and again, well, well, the, the, that's fair then. Thank you for that clarification. To me, it seemed like he, he the, his, his giddiness seemed a little, seemed like a little more than that to me. So. And also, I mean. That, that's just how I read to me though, but you know, I, I mean, didn't like want to say Janet, it at the time, but you know, off of that. Just. I mean, also like there's some like discrimination in the trans community because Janet Mock is a pretty like acceptable trans woman. Um, what does that with, mean? Can you break that down for me? Same with Monroe Bergdorf, the one who had the um, what was it Revlon L'Oreal? I think it was L'Oreal um, campaign that from which she was mm-hmm. dropped. So it's they, like, they... So it's like you know these are acceptable ish trans people. They're acceptable to to represent the community because they have aesthetically pleasing features. And it's not aesthetically unpleasing. Um, they're like Thurgood Marshall, like light skin. They're women. kind of Trail they're workers. able to pass. Yeah. Right? No, no, they're like, they're able they're to pass. Skin. So they have like plastics. They are, no, they're able to pass for women. Like mm-hmm. like if you saw Janet Mock so on the street, you would never think that she was a trans person. That was gonna be my you question, just, actually. I'm sorry. That was gonna be my question, actually. Right, so it's like gender passing. So she's able to pass as a woman, and so so she's you know, that convincing. Like, Janet Mock is not, pretty. When, when it comes, yeah. But what, what, what we're talking about when it comes to passing for trans people, though, is that you can actually pass for the gender that people like. Like people think that the gender you express is what you were assigned at birth. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I would think that that was probably a woman. Well, she is a woman. Well, she is a woman. Yeah, yeah. And okay. that right there. I'm a dude. Yeah, okay. Whatever. What does being a dude have to I mean, like I I like I don't I'm I'm not I'm not thoroughly like, you know, like informed on that. I'm learning. So, I didn't mean that as an insult, but it came off as an insult. My bad, but that's not how I meant to just like I would not have thought that that was once a man. Well, she was never a man. She just had Okay. She was assigned. Well, I think the thing that we need to understand about gender identity is that, especially for people, it's not this. This it's not like oh, I turned thirteen one day and I saw some shit on TV and I decided this was what I was going to do. Like this is a deep seated thing, and most people who come out talk about having felt this way. And really a kind of like dysphoria of what it means to be in their body, because what they feel inside since small children is not what it looks like on the outside. So Janet Mock never felt like a boy, but because she was born with a penis, we assumed that she wanted to be a boy and Mm -hmm. she didn't. And I think the thing that we need to understand with gender is that it is the opposite of what you are inclined to think if you don't get it. So what that means is that if you don't understand gender, instead of thinking that one day somebody decided that they were going to become whatever it is they've decided to become, what you need to understand is that you don't get to decide how they feel inside. And so now they're telling you how they feel inside. And so, you know, you as somebody, even if you don't get it, have to understand that, like, I can't assign them something because I think they should have it because of their parts. And even though people talk about how problematic it is to really understand the gender thing, I think Bill Nye, from a biological perspective, um, really breaks down why it's problematic for people to think that just because you have a penis or a vagina or even a uterus means that you are a man or a woman. Realistically speaking, no matter what people want to say, biologically speaking, the, the range for men and women is so broad biologically speaking, chromosomally, genetically speaking, how it expresses itself and how that then, how that, that those chromosomal expressions then express themselves in the material manifestation of a person. All of that is a spectrum. And the reality is there are a lot of, you know, quote unquote, real women, you know what I'm saying, who are walking around here with Y chromosomes. So does that make them a man? You know what I'm saying? So, so like, there, there's a lot that people don't really understand because the reality is we like binaries. Nobody likes the cheesecake factory menu because there's too goddamn much stuff on it. 
You know what I'm saying? But the reality is gender, sexuality, that shit is not, you know what I'm saying, a, a diner menu. It is the fucking Cheesecake Factory menu. And you don't have to like it, but that's what it is. And if all you want is a grilled cheese and a Coca-Cola and a hamburger and, you know what I'm saying, some chips and salsa, then that's fine. But you still have to wade through all that other shit to get to it. Yeah, that's very well put. Thank you. Um, and I can follow all of what you were saying. I'm just saying from my experience. And, and, and right. And I'm, I'm, I'm informing you that your experience has you thinking wrong because what we see is not always what is. Sometimes it's more complicated than that. I'm aware and of that. I what I'm saying is I'm I, getting around to, like, to being able to like, react and respond to how things are better. So the way I verbalize it might not be the best way to verbalize it. I, I, I get that what I said was wrong. I get that and understand that. I'm, I'm not bothered by Janet Mock being who Janet Mock is. I'm not bothered by that. The whole pronoun thing and whatever, that's that's something I'm still learning on. Like, like you know, there are a lot of pronouns now. Like, like you know, like watching them, um, I think it was Shameless. They had an episode where, you don't watch Shameless? Mm-mm. I think you will love that show. Um, uh, you told me that before. I oh, no, nah, Shameless is, is fire. Um, don't like it. <laughs> the, the, there was a character that was that was basically um, the character uh, Ian is um, a, a gay man, and he was interested in somebody who was a woman, and then had genderous. Uh, well, had a mastectomy, and the person actually this is actually they're not acting, so this is actually who they are. So um, he had to kind of form Ian, who had been gay for as long as he could remember. Um, about the whole pronoun thing. So, like, you know, he sat down at a table with people and everybody had multiple pronouns. Like, she, I am a they and a blah, blah, blah. Like, it, that's a lot for me. You know what I mean? So, it's not that I don't understand, but I'm not, I'm not up to speed on it. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm learning. You know, it's just, it's just a, it, it is what well, it is. So, what I, what I would say is you don't have to be up to speed on pronouns, but the thing that you really have to let go of is binary. I'm fine with that. I mean, it's it's not a big deal for me. I mean, it it really isn't. Well, well, I think I think. Okay, so when it comes to pronouns, what I have to say is this: I personally feel like, um, from a grammar perspective, they is plural, and a lot of people are going to have a hard time with that. Um, and so, you know, whatever. Um, the new pronoun they, and I think there's another one that I don't remember it, but. There's another one that's kind of like androgynous. Um, those, I get that like keeping up with that is hard, but I think it is not hard to keep up with the fact that somebody is going to say, <clears throat> I have a different pronoun. And I think that mm-hmm. what I feel from you and the reason why I keep pushing back against you is I don't feel like, oh, I'm not up with the terminology. What I feel is I'm not really down with the more than two and I'm still processing that. And what I feel about that is that it's fine for you to emotionally process whatever you need to about there being more than two. But like we intellectually know there's more than two and I need you to operate in that reality. Because like sometimes we think about sex and gender and all of this stuff from too much of an emotional perspective instead of what the facts are. And the facts are non- that binary shit like two man, woman, you know, like black, white. None of that is is OK because none of that is real. That's 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 a false narrative. So what we need to be um, understanding is both and and, you know, like more than what's on the standard menu. Sorry. That's, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Even though I think this is probably like a very kind of late concept for Americans because Southeast Asians have had lady boys considered as a another gender for many, many years. And okay. Like, so here's the... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, and it's like widely known, widely accepted. But you know what? On the one hand, I get that. Kind of, sort of. On the other hand, like, neuter. You know what I'm saying? Like, neuter is, you know what I'm saying, a, a, a thing that we grew up with. So, like, we, we actually were taught in grammar something that was not 
binary because there was a he and a she and a it and a them and a they. You know what I'm saying? And the reality is like that neuter gender, you know what I'm saying, totally should be able to like be like, oh, well, now that applies to people. Because like when we were kids, they kept telling us neuter doesn't apply to people. You know what I'm saying? And mostly that was because they don't want us to call people it's, which is a good thing. You know what I'm saying? But the reality is like we were brought up with more than in this grammatically. You know what I'm saying? And everything that we understand about concepts, you know what I'm saying, comes through language. So grammatically, we have, you know, the foundation for not a binary, you know, solution to everything. Grammatically, yes. But there's like this difficulty of like wrapping for some of us to wrap our heads around it. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot. There's a lot to consider. Like, for example, but even if you don't, but even if you can't wrap your head around it, you know that somebody wants something else. So, like, that's the part that, like, intellectually, you got to understand that, like, there's just more than one. But, but you yeah, have to well, also understand that not everybody is functioning from an intellectual yeah, standpoint. That, yeah. Some that, people that's the facts versus feeling the new right. thing. Some I'd people rather are take just like, hey, look, man, woman, penis, vagina, girl boy he she and just to be clear i'm not saying he she i'm saying he comma she so i mean f- for me uh i i will simply say um one i've 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 not been accused i don't think of being an overly emotional person i don't think that's anything that people really like said <laughs> that that's my bag uh are you serious, huh? are you serious? yeah I'm gonna let that go. I'm I'm gonna let it go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh so um there's that. Uh y'all are snickering. I feel like we can have a side conversation anytime y'all ready. Oh, are we good? Go ahead, finish uh, it. Okay. Though. So um you're not overly emotional. I'm not, but okay. Um so um there's that, but like there, there's also like there's also in terms of like in like culturally and like where you like, where, where you've been reared, what your standing understanding has been, and then also what you've learned as you've grown into an adult, or whatever. So it's, it's just a reconciliation process. So it's kind of like you know this is the way things were understood, and this is the way things are understood now. So it's just kind of like you know the you know just I, I guess you would say uh, as you say cognitive dissonance or whatever, but it's, it's not like I'm not aware of the dissonance there, you know, which is, again, like I said, it's a processing and it's, it's a growth process. So, um, I mean, there's still black people who have problems with people being homosexual. A lot of them. Yes. But still white and, people. And though. black trans women are killed at a, an alarmingly higher rate than white trans women. And black people are killed at an alarmingly higher rate. Well, that's black on black crime. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> I can't even, I can't even, I knew we were going to go with that, whatever, but I'm just saying, like, you know, it's just. I will not agree yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just like, what about Chicago? We're yeah. all living in Chicago on one street, killing each other. What's the name of that street? Hell Street. <laughs> I literally just explained that joke to my mother this past week or whatever. Meanwhile, all the white people are getting high on opioids and killing themselves. Oh, it's an ep- epidemic now, though. So, Oh, my God. I was so annoyed. So I was at work the other day, and somebody was like, oh, yeah, you know, this is the first time an epidemic has ever been attached to a drug. Who said what? that? I was like, and in my moment. At your job? At they my said job. Wow. And I was sitting there like, I can't respond. That, I privilege, feel that super, privilege is that shit I feel is real. super black right now. Yeah. And so I was just like. Yeah, you can just like, like yeah. you had you had to you had to figure out how you're gonna you had to manage the blackness. I had to, I had to manage said. the fuck out of my blackness. blackness right and there. I was sitting there, I was like, I I want to say something, but I cannot formulate in my head right now how to say this without sounding like I'm black, y'all, and I'm bliggity black, and that that's and I was just like, ah, it's I can't, I'm I'm outnumbered in the room. I just have to just that shit don't even matter to me at this at this stage of my life, man. Because in that moment, I don't even think I could have fixed my face. I could have stopped myself from opening my mouth, but I could not have fixed my oh, face I don't, or my body. My I don't know whole if the body face was would fixed. have been like. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure when she said it, like I was looking down, and when she said it, I looked up like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, like and in I that was moment, like, all right, girl, pull it together. But I was just like. Yeah, I've had some moments in in, in recent and just. You know, where it's been like well received and not so well received, but when people have made like statements around me, whatever, and just kind of like one of those things where I have to, that light bulb, you know, that moment happens 
often when you're keeping it real. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is one of those things you have that moment. It's like it it might be like a two second pause, but in that two seconds, so much time passes. It's like, yeah, like, okay, so if I respond to this as a black person, how black should I be in this moment? Like, should I just keep it all the way real or should I just kind of like, you know, how diplomatic should I be? Should I have a tone? Should I, like, you know, and just like maybe I should just walk away from this situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it just, I'm going to start practicing the phrase, I don't think that this conversation is appropriate for the workplace. Nah, man. The, <laughs> what, what, I, what, I've, what I've come to the conclusion, because I realize if I counter, because you know, I'm going to counter with facts. You know, there's the being being black. You know, I have to be armed with those. Um, I'm going to counter with facts. I realize if I'm going to counter like comments that are made like that, at a minimum, people will be less likely to say dumbass shit around me. So, if nothing else, you know, that's a win for me. You know, what I mean, maybe you learned something in the process, maybe you didn't. But at the same time, you can save me and save yourself in the process because I'm not going to let you just sit here just like like spout just ignorant shit around me. I just can't. I just can't do that in, in this in this particular climate. I don't think it's it's healthy or conducive. And the whole thing that we continue to say is we need to have more conversations between white people and black people and blah 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 blah. And no, the, the conversations aren't being had. And like it's like the moments like that where we're not having the conversations. So I feel like, I, like lately I just like fuck it. Let's just let's just do this. I think a lot of times also like people think <laughs> social workers are better. They're not. Like, like, like they think police officers? Yeah. And priests? A friend and, of and, mine and, was reading an email she got from um, someone she works with. Um, she actually volunteers. And she was like, you know, this guy, I thought it was going to be better because, you know, he's a social worker. And he's like, you know, I think we really need to, like, diversify, get some blacks, some browns, some Asians. What do you think about that? She's like, and I just wasn't expecting it from him because he was a social worker. And I was like, oh, girl. Oh, you poor misguided soul. No, social workers are assholes because they're humans and humans are assholes. A lot of times people who are in like fields of mental health and stuff like that and evaluation also have a lot of deep-seated issues and stuff. And that's why they get into the field in the first place. Not all the time. But you took the words out of my mouth. Nobody ever went into a good kind of profession to help somebody because they wasn't broken as fuck themselves. Mm. I say that as somebody wanting to be a chaplain. People, I'm broken. That's why I relate. Me too, but it's cool. Everybody's broken. Everybody should get some therapy. Oh, hey. Everybody. Therapy is awesome. Even if you just go in for like a once a month or once every three months, like, hey, am I still stable? I think if you have to choose between (laughs) therapy and a gym membership, you should go with therapy. Say that one more time, Chrissy. I think if you have to choose between therapy and a gym membership, you should go with therapy. Know what's crazy about uh, mental health in this country? It's not really. You can you can also say like you know from a community based perspective that it's it's not uh, regarded and and uh, given this the the proper amount of of attention um, because it's a very obviously important aspect of helping us to recover from a lot of the trauma that we've experienced. As a community, but also as individuals in the different walks in life we have and all that. But and also from, historically, because there's some research that says like uh, historical tra- trauma can yeah genetically passed down yeah yeah yeah, alter your DNA. yeah yeah. So with all that, you know, it, it's it's but also what's crazy is in in government getting mental health can preclude you from getting a job. Seeking treatment for an issue can pro- like prohibit you from getting a job, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, that's where we are. You know, like, I'll give an example. It's a young lady um, that I, I, I dated some, some years ago, whatever. Um, very intelligent. Uh, she was a few years younger than me. Um, by a few, I mean three. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I like to be specific. Uh, I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, but uh, she was she was doing well for herself when we first started dating, and um, she's done much better since we've stopped. Uh, since um, we're not dating anymore, but uh, she had not too long before uh, I met her, um, she had lost uh, her father to cancer, and you know her being younger and dealing 
with the loss of her father could be traumatic. It's even more traumatic when you think that she was the baby of her siblings and she was the one taking care of him in his last year. And I mean taking care of him in terms of like doctor's appointments and changing bedpans, taking care of him. So for somebody in their early to mid-20s to deal with something like that, that can fuck you up. That, I mean, like if you're like in your 50s and you're dealing with something like that, that can fuck you up because that's your, that's your parent. Your parent changes your diapers. They take care of you. So like when the roles are reversed, it can be a very difficult thing to deal with. Mm-hmm. And um, there were moments um, that, that um, I witnessed where I told her, I was like, yo, man, you, I, think you should, I think you should get some, some help for this. And her response was, I can't. It might mess up my job. And that's how real that is. And I'm saying, like, you know, I'm on this train right now. Like, you know, I'm, I'm doing this for myself. This is on point, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just going to suffer through this because I don't want to compromise my job. And you should not have to choose to being able to provide for yourself and also being well. But that's where we are as a country where mental health, like, there's not enough understanding in terms of how important it is to be balanced and well and to have, you know, an, another perspective on things and someone to help you get through or provide a, a different way of looking at things. And, you know, um, I, th- I think it's unfortunate. So I, I would, I would, I would, I would readily agree that um, if one had to choose, but at the same time, I, I, I definitely would think that people also need to be choosing the damn gym because uh, there's a lot of people that need to get in the gym. I'm not saying that to be shady or anything like that. I'm just physical health is just as important. It's as very, health. yeah, it's a balance. It really is. And well, by working out, also sometimes those, though, if you don't have that mental health together, you can't even get yourself out of bed, mm-hmm. out of the house. You can't even move enough to get to a gym to do anything. Yeah, and it works right. different ways. The body actually creates um, hormones that that actually make you feel euphoric when you work out, though, too. So I mean that that well, so does chocolate, but I mean right. I but digress. if you if you have legitimate say, depression, like, is euphoric. <laughs> right? You understand? If you, what I'm if you saying, have they're, legitimate they're, depression and not just like oh god, I'm really sad. No, mm-hmm. if you have legitimate depression, like getting out of the bed, getting off the couch, like getting up mm-hmm. is like that can be an task. amazing amount of effort. Yeah. Um, like I worked with somebody, and that was like part of the treatment plan was like. Just don't get back in the bed when you come home. Like you're looking at like very basic kind of stuff, mm. and you know, some going to work does not necessarily mean oh you don't have depression because you know people can function with it. Some people can function with it, but then like you know, you have people. It's like okay, you go to work and then you you're you're in bed the rest of your your time as you're not in at work, or I mean it's it's not something that can necessarily be solved but just like oh well let me just go to the gym and like get these endorphins nah mm-hmm. well and i think i said it like that because the reality is millions of people Sorry. in this country at least have gym memberships that they pay for and they're not going and i think one of the reasons why we're not going is not because we're so busy it's because we can't make the time. And I think that a lot of the reasons why we can't make the time is because we don't actually know how to take care of ourselves because what? We got some mental health issues that we need to work out because we all Mm -hmm. have some mental health issues that we need to work out. And they are constantly rearing their heads in different ways, in different life situations. And we constantly need, you know, to, you know, check in and adjust um, so, you know, I'm not saying everybody has to be in continuous therapy, but I'm saying that therapy should be something that people do throughout their lives. You know, it's not like, oh, I went when I was 20 something and, you know, I got it all figured out. Like, nah, boo, you need to go every now and again because, um, something is always coming up and things are always changing. We're always growing and changing. Um, Life, life, life when I was 20 years old was like different from when I was 30 by far. And like life at 30 to to 40, it's just drastic changes. And like, you know, how I had things figured and how I looked at life at 30, it's just not how I look at life at 40. And, you know, so is it, I I agree that there is, there there should be that some people don't grow. (laughs) I could, I could rattle off some, but some people don't grow. Mm -hmm. They're still in, they're still in the space they were probably 20 years ago, unfortunately, maybe even more, but um, there should be growth. And sometimes I would agree that perhaps help 
will be, you know, like, you know, professional help will be a good way to go. And also the idea of, you know, this idea, antiquated idea of like going and lying on the couch and just rambling on and talking and seeing a therapist for years and years and years and years and years and years and and never really accomplishing anything is like antiquated, like I said, and outdated. And you go, you have things that you want to work on and you work on those things and you can go back for maintenance or like Christy said, like I have some people who are just like, hey, I just need to see you like once a month and I want to just stay in contact once a month. And if I need to increase that to like twice a week or every week, I'm, I just want to know my therapist is like right there. I mean, but right. also like insurance makes things time limited, but also your therapist should not just be like taking your money and not accomplishing any goals. You should be using therapy as a tool to like gain some skills to to like help you deal with shit when you leave therapy. And if you've not, please find another therapist. Right. Because therapy is really like a prompt Mm -hmm. the way I see it. Like the work of therapy is not really in the session. The Mm -hmm. work of therapy is when you leave there and how you a live your life, but also what you're thinking about because of what you talked about in that session and how that makes you think about how you're living your life and how you behave and how you interact with others. So I think a lot of people don't understand that like the work of therapy is not actually done in the Mm -hmm. hour. And the reason why you are paying a stranger to run your mouth and them not give you a motherfucking answer is because no matter how good and non-judgmental your best friend is they got something invested in the choices that you make your therapist beyond the fact that they want you to do well as an individual don't give a fuck about you you know what i'm saying so they don't have anything invested in what you choose to do they want you to make healthy choices but they don't really have anything emotionally invested and i think that people really don't um think about the emotional investments that the supportive people in our life have in our outcomes and the fact that we actually, you know what I'm saying, react and respond according to, you know, what we think will um, gain the approval or the disapproval of the people around us. And so sometimes it is good to be able to talk about the hardship that you got going on with people that you're really close to. But sometimes you actually just need to talk to a stranger, which is why strangers talk to you on the train. So I I just wanted to follow what you were saying. Uh, The first part of what you're saying, I would say also um, could apply very much in the same way with regards to people who uh, are affiliated or who go to religious places of worship, being a mosque, a temple, a church, whatever. Um, That is also a prompt. And it's not about what you do, just the fact that you went to a mosque or you went to church. Um, it is about how you live your life and what you took from what you what you supposedly uh-huh. gained from that experience and how you apply it to yourself to make yourself uh-huh. better. So um, I, I think it's very simple. And I think that comes back around, put a nice little sweet bow on it, because um, we're about to wrap this thing up, though. That comes back around to the self-accountability. And, and, and that's something we as individuals need to constantly be mindful of. And it does help to have somebody, be it a, a, a trusted uh, spiritual advisor, be it a, a professional, mental health professional, um, to, to have that person to kind of be an extra check uh, to make sure that you are, are, are holding yourself accountable because we, we're not always the ones who are going to be disciplined enough to do the things we know we should do when we should do it. Um, we like to put things off. We like to say, uh, I'll do it tomorrow. I don't feel like doing it tonight. There's a lot of the things we like to do because it's it, we're not necessarily, everybody's not easy to, to BS, but we can easily BS ourselves because we know ourselves. So, um, yeah. That's, so, um, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, that's true. I think we like lying to ourselves, though. I think sometimes we know when we lie to ourselves. Of course we do. It feels good. Um, Speaking of feeling good, um, (laughs) I feel good about this show, and we're going to go ahead and wrap this up because it's late and I'm tired. And look at us. We didn't even veer into a whole bunch of sex talk. So... um, Have a great oh week, everyone. There was that part about Smash Cake. Well, well there was. There was that. Don't forget to um, 
participate in some self-care. Take care of yourself, even if it's only like five or ten minutes a day. We're not talking about masturbation. Hey, uh, get it how you live it. I can't why, tell you. why isn't that self-care? I can't tell you what's, what's being happening. Funny. I, I, just, I just wanted to get your reactions, actually. That As we know, Christy know. comes every Every day. day. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Emphatically. Yeah, yeah. This has been Shit You Might Have Missed on Flash Black Radio. This is T. Rich. This is K. Savage. This is Da Vinci Parks, a.k.a. Lee Bennett III. Please find us most places you find podcasts. Um, you can check us out on the website, flashblackradio.com, IG, Facebook. We're not on Snapchat because we fucking old. Um, Twitter, Tumblr. I don't know if anybody's nah, still on Tumblr. Tumblr. Nah. Stitcher. 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 Definitely I don't Stitcher. know what's going SoundCloud. on with SoundCloud. Um, it's, it's still around. It's, it's hanging on, but it's still iTunes, around. All of that stuff. I better stay around. I pay for that annual subscription. They need to. So hold check on. us out. SoundCloud. I really need that to stay around. Share with a friend. Treat Indeed. it like it's good weed. <laughs> puff puff pass. Indeed. Tell a friend to tell a friend. <laughs> I love it. So thank you for getting high with us this week, and we'll check you next week. Peace. Yeah. Be blessed. <laughs>